Lorraine Wilson once said, We are not spiritual beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome back, everyone. It is Vanessa, and this is part two of masculine and feminine feminine energy. Um, In this one, we're going to discuss things you can do to find your balance of both energies. Uh, But before we get started, I wanted to say that I'm not a psychiatrist or therapist, just a spiritual person sharing knowledge that helped trigger my spiritual awakening. So keep that in mind. So remember, everyone has both masculine and feminine energy. I would not necessarily look at these as male or female, just as energy that creates like a well-rounded human. Some masculine traits are logic, competence, discipline, discipline, stability, taking charge, and some feminine traits are creativity, nurturing, understanding, collaborative, feelings, intuitive, and unconditional love. Um, Keep in mind, you need the balance of, you know, masculine, feminine, um, ideally, all all those traits. Um, However, it is 100% up to you how much feminine and masculine energy you would like to possess. Uh, I feel like the LGBTQI plus community is much more knowledgeable in this area than heterosexuals. They like have a more fluid approach, I would say, with it. Um, You've heard of like, you know, top and bottom type discussions. Um, So it's kind of, you know, in their community, they kind of really understand these energies and just because it, you know, a lot of the times it's the same sex. Uh, And they're, they realize that they, you know, there needs to be a balance of both. Nevertheless, both energies are needed, like I said before, um, to have a balanced relationship. Again, get male and female out of your mind. I hate that it's called masculine and feminine energy. Um, Like society has put in our heads basically what's masculine, like boys wear blue and what's feminine, girls wear pink stereotype. And I don't feel like it serves us well at all. But I can go on and on about this and the limitations it causes but I'll save that for a different episode. <laughs> Let me stay focused. Um, in heterosexual relationships that I have seen is that like masculine and feminine roles have been flipped and people don't even realize that they're flipped. And it causes actually a lot of problems. And that's why they're like so unhappy. If you really think about how many women go through this like you how many women do you know that plan the dates make all the appointments does all the grocery shopping manages you know the entire house basically you'll hear things like I can't send him to the grocery store my husband to the grocery store because you know he'll come back with a toothbrush you know just one toothbrush even if she sent him with a list and the masculine energy is the go-getter so This is where, you know, it gets confusing. So the masculine energy is the go-getter, the one who takes charge. They create security and lead with responsibility. If you think about that woman, she wants to be in her feminine energy. 
she can't though because someone has to be the head of the household someone has to run you know the house and she has to take on that role and you will hear a lot of men talk about oh my you know wife doesn't want to have sex with me and if you think about it she's been stuck in her masculine energy majority of the day taking care of everything you know running the household uh the go-getter if you will and sex is actually receiving which is a feminine quality think of you know sex pleasure play all of that is a more feminine quality and a feminine trait so if you think about it you know stuck in her masculine she doesn't know how to get into that feminine playful role I know guys are going to hate me for this, but porn is actually a feminine energy. So again, like I said, pleasure, uh, play, fun, that is feminine energy. And the idea is that, you know, women are receivers and receiving is uh, feminine. So if they're receiving, the masculine is the one who is the go-getter or the one putting in the work to create the pleasure for her. So with porn, it is you getting pleasure without putting the work in. So it is actually a feminine quality porn is. Uh, Same with like playing video games, drinking, um, all those kind of traits of just pleasure are actually very feminine energy. If the roles are reversed and you're content and happy with, you know, this, then it's great. But a lot of times couples are very unhappy and it has a lot to do with it. You would never think. I know a lot of women personally that don't even know how to be in their feminine energy. Despite wanting to be and wanting to embrace their feminine side, they just don't know how. But... Ultimately, it is up to you and the couple and what you guys feel comfortable with. I personally enjoy uh, being in my feminine energy. It makes me feel secure and whole. I had very few relationships that I had to be in my masculine energy, and I was extremely, extremely unhappy. And, you know, it wasn't something that I enjoyed, and I didn't know until I started learning about this why that was. Uh, Personally, I think I would want for me to be, you know, 70% feminine and 30% masculine and my partner to be, you know, like 80% masculine, 20% feminine. But that's like, you know, obviously that depends on the person and what their needs are as well. So it's kind of a give and take, and you can, you know, discuss that with your partner. I think, like, discussing this is very important and understanding kind of your role or what you would be happy in. And you can even explore. You don't have to be stuck, you know, in one way or the other. You can try to, you know, reverse roles and see if that's something that really works for you. So let's get into some things you can do to embrace your masculine or feminine energy. These will be things to help you if you're blocked in certain energy or things you can do for yourself to bring out more of whichever energy you're needing. 
if so if you're needing to up your masculine game it is all about action so write a list of things you need to accomplish for the like the weeks or even a month and put it in action you could even do this daily like a daily list uh start standing up for yourself you have a voice so use it start taking risks do something that you normally wouldn't risk and go for it uh get out of your head overthinking is not going to get you anywhere what are you going to do about it instead examining your wounds surrounded by the masculine what was your masculine role model like was he or she wounded as well did you feel abandoned alienated distant what has society conditioned you to believe what makes a man or woman masculine and feminine really try to write down all the masculine qualities you would like and work on being those traits for the feminine energy it's all about creativeness fun and feelings and receiving <laughs> i know it sounds weird but dance <laughs> dancing is a beautiful expression that can like bring love out of you and it's just one of those things it sounds weird but just start dancing put on some tunes make your own pleasure a priority and get creative do something you've always wanted to like to do or make allowing yourself to recharge is a big one self-care of course is always talked about it's very important to treat yourself have a spa day or something or prioritize receiving. Have a lot of sex and really focus on your pleasure in that sex. For both masculine and feminine energy, you can uh, try to do affirmations. They're really helpful. I know people think they're cheesy, but uh, really feeling those affirmations as well, like knowing, you know, I am worthy or, you know, whatever it is, it can really help and change your mindset. I'm sure there's probably a ton of journal prompts and ideas, um, exercises and stuff you can do online. I know a couple and there's a lot of helpful things online to help flip those energies. It's like this one couple, they actually have a podcast. It's pretty cool. And they, you know, I've heard a lot through them that there's a lot of you know people on the brink of divorce and they find out about you know their energy is flipped and flipping that and you know completely turning around their relationship um so of course find your balance of what you like uh ideally you want both but have you had trouble with attracting the same type of men and women I know this was an area for me that was really difficult and if you are dating and trying to find a mate it's it can be very challenging if you looked at your rap sheet of you know past I think I've heard like my uh list of past boyfriends or girlfriends are like a flow sheet of my mental illness <laughs> like that's straight up true like and you know you just get consistently staying the same thing and you don't understand you think like I'm just attracting the same person over and over again like for instance for me I was attracting emotionally unavailable men majority of my life 
and I'm still actively working on this. I finally had a pretty big breakthrough that took me forever and I realized that I thought like I finally value myself too much to just settle. So what I did, like I highly recommend making a list of traits you're looking for in a partner. By list, I don't mean like six things, something you jot down really fast, um, but a long list. If you're looking for someone with more masculine or feminine qualities, look up those traits and add them to your list. I would organize the traits from like deal breakers to not so important. A few labels would be values, religion, interests, hobbies, feelings. Also, one huge thing that never gets discussed, I feel like, when dating is someone's five to ten year plan. This is very, very important. I've noticed since I've been actively dating that not many people dive into what their future lives would look like with a person, especially if they're wanting kids. Like, what is the person's take on parenting? And I don't feel like anyone talks about that. And that's, you know, a huge thing. I personally recently fell in love with someone who checked off a huge, large portion of my list. And I was excited as I was checking off the list. But one of the most important things on my list was someone I could grow with. It took me a few months back and forth, back and forth, actually more than a few months. We were extremely good friends. And when I met him, he had just gotten out of a long relationship. Newsflash, if no one's told you, newly out of a relationship people is a massive red flag. Don't do it. I promise you, don't do it. (laughs) But instantly... With this guy, I felt like our souls knew one another. I was just so incredibly comfortable, which I hadn't felt before, you know, and so, so, so comfortable. We were really good friends. And I fought and fought and fought to keep my feelings from forming because I did know that, you know, he was recently out of a relationship. And, you know, honestly, it was freaking nine months back and forth and you know seeing each other all the time but friends you know not in a relationship uh he always talked a good like a big game about goals and things he wanted to do but I never saw any action like he would say these things and then you know do something different he just didn't follow through he also had a problem with getting vulnerable Very rarely would I get glimpses of it, and it would make me super hopeful, you know, that he was comfortable talking with me and, you know, get a little bit here, a little bit there. And it would shock the crap out of me when, you know, it did happen. Uh, But I was still hesitant of myself, like, making any relationship decisions was scary to me because I'd been picking wrong for so long. And, you know... I did this journey of healing, but I still did not trust myself. Little did I know I was right not to trust myself. After nine months and falling in love with this person, I had an epiphany. He is emotionally unavailable, Vanessa. 
like after all the healing work I had put in for two years, I fell immediately right back into it. I had a huge list of deal breakers and I ignored one that wasn't checked off. That one, the deal breakers are so important. Moral of the story is you need to make sure you're really following your list. If this is something that continuously happens and you're just getting set in the same cycle over and over and falling, you know, for the same type of people, you need a list. (laughs) I needed a list, you know, and it sounds impossible and like people will be like, oh, there's no way that someone's going to, you know, check off everything on my list. And ideally, like, no. Not, not one person is going to be absolutely perfect, but with your deal breakers, that is non-negotiable. You can't talk yourself into it because, you know, people like me, for instance, I would be like, oh, there's no way that, you know, everyone's going to check off every box. But with your deal breakers, they need to check off every box. That is important and that's what is going to save you and let you be able to trust yourself to be in a relationship and find a good partner for yourself. And the list is actually like super eye-opening, like very eye-opening. You will love it. You'll hate it. You'll want to rip it up or set it on fire. But the list has your back. You can have the relationship of your dreams. It just takes discipline And a balance of both feminine and masculine qualities that are important to you. So take what you will with it. If you have uh, anyone you know that's struggling in their relationship or and they can't really figure it out, this could be a big thing to do with it. From what I've read and understood, it's very common for roles to be flipped or, you know, Finding out that someone is comfortable in their masculine energy and you want someone who wants to be in their feminine energy more. So I would just research it for the crazy people like me that just keep falling for the same person. Make that list. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. And... Yeah, send someone the episode if you think they would benefit from them. I think everyone would benefit from understanding this, especially even our kids, teaching them about different qualities, masculine, feminine. And I even had my 13-year-old son, because he's crazy about girls right now, write a list himself of his qualities that he wants to look for in a partner because that's how he's ultimately going to feel loved and secure And I want him to get in the habit of understanding that so he can have the relationship he wants eventually and not getting into a cycle and trying to have to unlearn that cycle after years and years and years. So thank you guys. I love you. And I will see you next time. No clue which episode or what what one I'm going to write next. I have a few in the works, but I'll let you guys know. Namaste.